Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Welcome back to the Grit and Gravitas podcast studio, world headquarters here in Camp Hill, PA. Annie Carnathan, happy Friday. Happy Friday. The energy right here is off the chart. <laughs> we just laughed for five minutes. I know. And then we turned the mics on and it's just one big I hope we weren't doing hot them. takes anyway. <laughs> we have a super awesome guest with us. We say that about everybody, but you've, you've ramped it up. Okay, I'll take Kathy it. Kathy Anderson Martin, uh, a very familiar name to those who are in Pennsylvania, I'm sure, and, and maybe outside of Pennsylvania. Uh, she is director of development for the Salvation Army Harrisburg. And we've spent a lot of years working together on the nonprofit we side. We have. And I'm excited. So it's your first time meeting Annie. Yes. So you guys have a lot of similarities. You're both saleswomen extraordinaire. Both of you have similar DNA with that. Uh, Kathy, I've built you up to everyone I talk to that you are very funny. So your next career might be like a, uh, I don't know, a, a comedy circuit. Maybe stand up. That, <laughs> see, that sets a high bar when you say you're very funny. Then you have to, you know, I have to be funny. Live up to yeah, it. you had to be hilarious. Up. Give so, us. Oh, can, can I just say just one thing? I'll go down the rabbit hole. That's what I do. What What does development mean in that title? Is that a euphemism for sales, or what? What actually is development? For it you? is. When I accepted, I, I was in sales and sales management and national accounts. And when I went into the nonprofit, they said you're our director of development. I was like, I don't even know what that means. But I've come to find out, <laughs> it's a fancy, um, you know, covert title? title to say fundraising, which is selling a mission versus a product. Okay. See, lots yeah. of euphemisms but it sounds out there nicer, for sales. You know, it, development. It sounds very elite. Very, <laughs> yes. very elite. She okay. is elite. She's all she yours, elite. Yes. Okay. Uh oh, <laughs> that's scary. Right. <laughs> Give us a little background. Now, um, you are funny. We've spent a lot of time talking about mission for Salvation Army uh, in the nonprofit world. Give us a little background on how you came to Salvation Army and what exactly. So fundraising. It doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> it depends on the day. Um, well, I was in sales and yes. I never imagined in a million years I would be working with a nonprofit. And long story short, in 10 days, we I found out I had a heart condition. We got the call to adopt our daughter and then she was diagnosed with the same heart condition I was diagnosed with. So while I had my little sales ten job, days. yes, 10 days, all that happened. So I had open heart surgery. She had open heart surgery and my perfectly little wired sales job went away because I still couldn't even drive a car. Yeah. Um, I had that all fixed and planned. So a friend of mine, back to that development thing, said, do you want to be our development person? And I said, yeah, how hard can that be? And what exactly <laughs> does that mean? So it was fundraising. 
And um, that led me to the Salvation Army. I mean, a few years and with our daughter, and we adopted yeah. our second daughter. And um, it turns out that a lot of the skill sets, which you never would have imagined in sales, are the same skill sets in fundraising because you're selling something, and people don't like to hear selling. They try to use creative terms like development and relationship manager and such. But um, the same skill sets, developing, it's all about relationships. Yeah. And you're selling a mission not so much a product or service. So that's what brought me to the Salvation Army, I mean, and other places that I'd done. And um, it turns out that, um, you know, it's a good fit. And it's very satisfying, more so than uh, selling the stuff I sold uh, in a previous life. <laughs> Prior. Yes. So It's very servant leadership driven. Mm -hmm. And I embrace that I'm a salesman. Has it evolved? Completely. Completely sure. to, to running a company, you know, with teams, with a lot of different people that have different agenda in terms of, of how I'm accomplishing what I'm accomplishing. But I say this all the time, Kathy, nothing happens till someone sells someone something. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and a service is just infinitely more difficult to persuade someone into, especially with an infinite amount of other possibilities oh, absolutely. for them to write that check. Absolutely. I When I get into the nonprofit, I went to a United Way meeting and um, you know they're talking and I'm very competitive. So I remember saying, and how do you win? And everyone's like, <laughs> You know, you're all disturbing the community. I'm like, someone yeah, loses if you win. Oh, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to win. I want to win, you know? And they're like, oh, my gosh. But um, it is because I have to believe in the yeah, organization I'm representing, and I do. And uh, I want other people to get involved with that. And, um, you know, there's only one definition of economics are scarcity of resources. Yeah. So whether you're selling a product or donating to a um, time or treasures to yeah. a nonprofit, there's a scarce amount of resources. And how are you going to present the best case to um, get a portion of those? To well, secure those the nonprofits have really risen in... Uh, publicity and awareness through the pandemic. I mean, you guys have some, some, yeah. Salvation army first and foremost, and full disclosure, I'm chair of the board. So she is. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think I knew that. I'm just she mentions it occasionally. She does. Yeah. So they, proud. they have gone, uh, I drank the Kool-Aid. She I has love the mission and vision of the Salvation army. Um, dealing, you know, you provide food and services to those most in need and really deliver services to every child. So everyone who walks in the door, and that's a win-win. That's on my box of servant leadership. Those two, you know, children and food are, are sure. uh, pretty much at the top of the high gear list there. But we, you have gone, you have been on the front line since day one of March 2020. Yeah. And regardless of whatever state or federal orders have come down, uh, you you did not have the option. The team didn't have the option. People needed served. Not only did they need served, there was a fourfold increase in that amount of need and the resources that we needed to provide. Um, now, walk us through a little bit of that journey and that experience for you. Well, last March 16th, when the world ended, <laughs> we went to emergency services mode. And thanks yeah. to our director of programs and operations, she mm -hmm. had a plan and said, just in case. So we chose eight of us to be on site. And it's site. a fabulous team. Fabulous. Yes, eight of us to be on site with a very 
um, complicated graph of the eight, your health status and your position. So I was one of those eight. The rest of the staff were working at home. So for about three months last March, April, May, and I'm typically with donors, not the clients we serve. My job was to go out and get the cart, and we did a curbside contactless food assistance, fill it up, take it back out, and um, unload it so people could get it. And last April, we did 3,900 people. And at the beginning, I thought we were all going to die. So I had all my little hazmat suit and gloves and washed my hands constantly. And then I stood there and heard stories of people like a waitress who said, I've always supported my family. I've never been to something like this. And I got angry because I felt there was way more um, fallout happening yeah. versus there just a virus. Yes. Yeah. And, and just people telling their stories. So, um, you know, I just... I. But we did that, and we continue to do that, and uh, it just gives you a different perspective. That's my favorite word in life, perspective, Yeah. because a lot of our decisions are based on our little square that we live in. Totally. And then when you see someone else's square, uh, things are different. So uh, I got a lot. I ripped off my gloves and hazmat suit and said, you know, there's a lot of other stuff here to continue. But yes, we've But you went from serving four zip codes in the Harrisburg city region, largely Dolphin County, Correct. Right, little we bit went, of Cumberland. We were serving about five to seven hundred people a month from our food pantry, and uh, from four zip codes primarily. Right over this, and we rescued food from ten places, about one hundred and sixty thousand pounds of food. Now, our last April, we did thirty nine hundred people, so we went from five hundred to thirty nine hundred. We're still doing about. Uh, 1,500 to 2,000 a month, and we've served people from 44 different zip codes. That's just incredible. Because some of the rural areas, maybe pantries are closed or people come into Harrisburg to work, and we have evening and weekend hours now so they can receive assistance. And uh, so it's been amazing. And we're rescuing food from 21 different locations, almost 300,000 pounds of food. So uh, it's just everything went up, not just double, tripled exponentially. So it's incredibly important to have the sales skills like you and Annie have to be able to go out to the donors, people that didn't know about us before maybe, or didn't realize the depth of services we provide to say, you know, and Annie's sitting here as universal is, you know, one of our newer sponsors. Yes. Thank you. uh, To our pleasure, our big event with Crystal Turner Childs. So that's, that's amazing too. But um, has the message changed at all as you go out to speak to donors, or do you find the donors are coming to you and say, we didn't realize this, how can we help? Um, There again, it starts with relationships. So last year, when I'm there pushing my little food carts out, um, I had to raise the money because we need to raise $4 million to support all of that luxury that we provide. And um, so I would run in and say, hey, do you have an extra, literally, email do you have an extra $150,000 possibly to a foundation because we might need it? (laughs) I didn't have time to sit and craft proposals and let's do lunch because it just wasn't time. Hey, we need 6,000 jars of peanut butter. Do you have that? Like I need to know tomorrow. But because you build those relationships and tell your story day in, day out, People said, yes, we do. And we continue to do that. We have an e-blast to 6,000. We had zero emails. Now we have over 6,000 that we give um, e-news. And those are incredible stories that yeah. you, uh, Annie, are you on that list? If not, we have not to yet. get you on. Yes. She um, will be. <laughs> but, you know, we have donors. I want to be. Yes. yes. And we have folks now that say, you tell it, we try, you have to do the little things correct all the time. You know, you Good can't point. all of a sudden say, we need 6,000 jars of peanut butter. Let's talk about finding a source when you're if in the you middle of If you didn't have a, that relationship. If you don't have a relationship. And uh, you know, I've never in a million years imagined where we would, I mean, what happened. Sure. 
But it's those relationships that matter that need to be cultivated by things like saying thank you. Uh, We have a gentleman who gives a considerable amount of money to us, and he sent me a little email. I haven't seen him for years because he's very, very busy. But he sent an email the other day. He said, I continue to give because you let me know what's happening and you say thank you. Wow. And there's a lot of people that don't do that, which is just mind-boggling to me. Uh, But, you know, it's those little things and you do them consistently, and then you're an overnight success. (laughs) Well, something Kathy said rings true with our earlier guest, Annie, um, about the the value and the necessity of relationships to carry you through, you know, great times and challenging times. So Nancy Ryan was one of our, uh, has been a prior guest twice with her setbacks and comebacks. And she had, she is coming back because she was able to tap prior relationships. And that's part of her, you know, success story now. You know, and I think, Kathy, as as a lifelong salesman, so I'm at Shippensburg University, I'm a radio television major, somebody calls me from my hometown of Lancaster and says, you know, all these radio stations constantly need salespeople. So I rearrange my schedule, I drive to Lancaster three days a week from Shippensburg in my little Volkswagen Fastback, I'm really dating myself there. <laughs> but, but, the, but the point was, everyone who talked to me I was grateful for their time. Yes. And my point to being a salesman, it's not who I am, it's what I do, but it's been a perfect fit because no one has a more grateful or appreciative heart. And people that uh, that I've been with literally my entire career said, I feel like every day it's as important to you today as it was now, you know, 30 years ago. And you can't say thank you, Kathy, to me if that doesn't live in your heart. Right. If there's not true appreciation and gratitude, especially when the chips are down and people know whether that's disingenuous right? and who really cares. And that's not something any salesman in the world, that's why people say, I'm a salesman. Well, I'm customer service, I'm a relationship. No, 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 no. You own the relationship. Right. You own it for the good, you own it for the conflict, and you own it, right? And right. relationships are 50-50. Correct. So I never thought I was subservient as a salesman, but I also never thought I was sort of lording over anyone, no. right? And so I just think, and there's an authenticity to that that we keep hearing from our really powerful women leaders who honestly, Kathy, could do anything. Right. That's what's beautiful about fitting in your chair to me and 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 the second meeting you like if there's not authenticity there <laughs> like i i want to i want to connect to that yeah you know there's energy there's there's she's leaning in there's just there's that kind of feeling mm-hmm. that she's eliciting in me that's like okay i i would like to get deeper with that Thank you. So Kathy has great stories uh, about charities in general. And <laughs> and you are, uh, did you start the book? You're writing a book. And, and I'm, I'm happy to support in my you head, in that. In my head. I have several books in my head. So share with us the, the fascinating title of your book. Well, have, working in the nonprofit, I've developed a book called Charity, It's All About Me. <laughs> because I feel those calls of people who, you know, I just want to serve my community and I want to give back. And I want to do anything that's required, but I can do it on Thursday from two to three thirty. And I can only—I <laughs> have um, a eight, nine-year-olds, and they six of them can't stand up or you know lift heavy things, and two of us are gluten-free, and you know, and I, 
but we're willing to do anything <laughs> except all the things we actually. But you put on your gracious. You I know, do, uh, I do, I do. Attitude and, and respond and educate. <laughs> yes, and I say that um, tongue in cheek, and again, that's perspective because I probably was on the other end of that. Yeah. Um. You know, I, um, I get those calls too. Like during a disaster, the Salvation Army responds to floods. So you know, I get those calls after a flood in Mississippi that somebody wants to give us their lawnmower and treadmill for the <laughs> flooded out victims of Mississippi. And could we go pick that up tomorrow and send it there? And <laughs> someday, if I just lose my mind, you'll know, oh, it just, she, Too many she couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> she just couldn't do it. So, so yes, I mean, and it's, you know, that's perspective and you don't think of it, but you really, if you want to give back and serve, um, you might want to be a little more open than versus two to three on Friday, the third of the month. Well, I think the experience is that, that people... And, you know, I've been a Cub Scout leader and a youth group leader, and often that light bulb goes off, you know, probably December 1st, and we realize that we yeah. we quickly want to marshal our, our kids Everything. and serve, and could we come, you know, ring the bell or do whatever. I, I can't tell you how many times people, because everybody wants to do something at Christmas. I know. And I say, well, we have this all filled, you know, with whatever, um, but... In January 15th, the person who needed help on December 25th might still need help. Oh, I don't want to do it on January 15th. (laughs) That is when you're a chapter in my book, Charity, It's All About Me, because, uh, you know, there might be something still going on in January. And I think one of the most important things that, that I've evolved to and learned, and it's great not to necessarily, there's a difference between need and want. And so there's a difference between like, like, I really think you're neat and I would love to work more deeply with you. I would like to extend that relationship. And so what I try to do now is put forth, you know, the culture of, of universal media. Mm -hmm. I try to put forth what it means for me to lead that company, to not be a micromanager, to grow mentor coach. That's more important to me now than anything, you know, because the legacy has to be when I, when I finish that I feel a hundred percent that I've done everything I can to leave that to, to people, you know, half my age and and that could grow that. And so I think to your point, it, it runs a little amok when they have their own lens already. And so it's like, well, wait wait a minute. That's not what I would define as doing anything. And I think it's as important now to say, look, I'm, I'm an acquired taste. I know how I want our people to be treated. I know how I'll treat you the please, the thank you, the capital letters at a sentence, the period at the end, the basic (laughs) grammar, the, you know, we can all go along to get along, but really relationship is tested when there's conflict. Correct. And what could be greater conflict than COVID literally leveling everything? Oh, absolutely. And um, I, I agree with you. And you mentioned, you know, having a team and part of my job is to educate. So that's a perspective because we all and I was the same way. Yeah. So when we have folks that come in to volunteer, COVID or not, my job is to show them. And that's how you and I got yeah. involved with the Salvation yeah. Army. We could, didn't have people to help with something. And to get involved and say, here's the bigger picture with it. And here's what happens. And to show that during COVID, we still had people coming in. We've had 1,600 people volunteer this past year. Yeah. And I got a little 
harder because you know you wanted to limit some of, to some degree right. the number of people in. Right. But my job is to say, here's what we do, and here's why, and here's why this might be more helpful than this. Uh, and if I do that, then that oh, I understand that now. Yeah. That's more helpful to you to go back to your team to say, okay, here's what they need, or here's what we can do, and this is why it's important. Right. And to make sure you have a positive experience, I'm very much, and I I know if Anne and her group comes out and volunteers. I will usually send an email to say, and here's the difference it made. Because yeah, I'm one of those right. people. Like if I do something, I was a band parent, a marching band yeah. parent. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pregnant pause there. <laughs> I know. And we would do this stuff. We and love I'm like, bands. Well, yes, band is awesome. And my band is awesome. But we did all this stuff. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Why are you having 16 fundraisers in the, in two months? You know, where's I need to see the what, what's the result, the result of my of effort. Yeah. Because someone's giving their most valuable resource, which right. is your time. It's a non-renewable resource. Yes. We all have Amen the same amount. Yeah. And I don't want to waste your time. Anne always teases me. She, <laughs> I ask her to do things. And she says, Kathy, I have billable hours I need to go to. And I'm like, Anne, I'm helping you with your eternal billable yeah. hours. You're welcome. <laughs> she she so does. I know. I say that all the time. But I know she's busy. And when she gives us and at the Salvation Army her time, that's a huge resource. And we need to let her know it, it was given for a reason and it made a difference. And performance is important to go back, right? It's that mm-hmm. rear view mirror in your car versus your windshield. And I say that and live by it. And I think I have absolutely no difficulty whatsoever saying every one of my department heads and leaders is better at what they do than me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the, I'm the maestro. They each have a different instrument. We all better be on the yep. same sheet of music. And Oh, by the way, we have to keep rehearsing it. It, it we're never right. there. The destination doesn't exist. It's right. a journey, journey, journey. And I keep pushing that forward because everything we have, another company wants. And everything I'm pursuing, the company that's there is doing everything they can do not to let me acquire that. Correct. And it's, it's extraordinarily important for me not to micromanage, but sometimes that's the scariest thing in the world is to say, oh, you, you're not going to do it the way I'm going to do it, but go ahead, go ahead. Because they're learning how to fail forward. And so I think, too, when you say that, everyone is watching you. Anne is, everyone you touch is watching you. And is there that commonality? And to Anne's point, she said something really powerful to me a few weeks ago is, you're someone I want to follow. You're someone that just, I, like, wherever you lead, I don't always understand it, but I'm going to follow you. And, and, that's, and, and we're all leaders and followers. We sure. all have to do both. You know, we're never there again as a leader. Everything's subservient. So I think that you bring up a really good point about never failing to do that because, again, it's in your heart. Well, and, and that's a great – one of the best things I ever learned when I was in sales, I got promoted to be sales to sales manager. And I went to my boss, my mentor, who was the vice president of sales, and I said, Dan, all of the salespeople are awful. They're horrible. <laughs> no. If I don't do it, nothing will get sold. And I went on and on and on. He was so, totally silent. And then he said, if the people are great, what do I need you for? I don't need a sales manager if they're all awesome. Your job 
is to develop the people. Job security, To replace yeah. you. And until you can do that, and then he said some choice words, which I will not say <laughs> on the... Great um, gravitas. Yes. <laughs> and said, go do your job. I went to him thinking he'd tell me how awesome I was and say, "You're, I'm so glad that you're selling everything or <laughs> we would all, the company would go down. Yeah. Instead, he's like, go do your job, which is what, you know, to develop your people. Absolutely. And have them. And he said to me, when you can come back here and say... Bob did this and he did this and he did it better than you. Then you're a manager. Yeah. Right now, he said, you're a glorified sales rep and I don't need you. Ooh. And the good news with department it it's easy. If in, Until or unless you groom someone to replace you who's preferably better, right. you're not going anywhere. Exactly. Your view isn't changing. And if you're not the lead dog at the next level, right, that view isn't going to change much. You want to grow. I'm right there with you, but I'm 50% of it. Not 62, I'm not going to care more right. than you do, which was extraordinarily difficult for me to learn, that, that I can't care more than you do. I see what's there. I see the skill set. I'm willing to do 50% of it, but you're not going to grow right. unless you do right. the it's other 50. It's a two-way 50. street. Uh, yeah, two-way street. And so I think people are threatened by that. You know, what if somebody gets better than me? Then you should put them there. Do something yeah. else with me. Oh, or exactly. Say, Look, good point. Yeah. yeah. And, and women generally... Kathy, do not have that inner sort of fortitude, confidence. Oh, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Confidence is the word. Right. And I always did. And so I think like not sitting here, I mean, I have the scars to prove it. You know, a lot of people threatened by that. A lot of people like, well, right. And so I think as women, right, to have the confidence you have, I have, Ian has, there's still a price to pay for that. Absolutely. So tell us... um, for the Salvation Army, we can't speak for other organizations. What makes a great volunteer? So you, you have this, you know, young mom that has a scout troop. Uh, how could we best plug them in? Even the pandemic has caused massive craziness, and your time is is limited in, in even onboarding new volunteers because we are a well-oiled machine. We are, and uh, kind of, uh, you know, we we have met every challenge we've had. 137 years in Harrisburg, 138. What are we at now? A lot of them. It was yeah. 1885 minus 2021. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost. I don't know. So an incredible legacy in in the Harrisburg capital city region. So what's the best way for all of our listeners? And I say to the young people, we want you to serve. I think service is, uh, you know, it shouldn't be a requirement. It, it really should be a desire of everyone. When, when I'm interviewing a young person and I see that they have served, whether it's THON or even a small capacity, uh, I'm attracted to that kind of persona and I, I want to place them. So what, what is a great path for volunteers that might be listening that don't know how to plug in? Okay, I think you just asked me like eight questions in there <laughs> to address eight different I'm topics. I'm trying to wedge in for the last five minutes. I understand. Um, well, first of all, when you said about young people, yes. I get this question all the time. How do I get my kids or how do kids get involved? And I always say, well, do it yourself. Yeah. So be that kind of person that takes soup to the neighbor or cookies that it's just a way of life and have Good your kids. You. you don't have to yes. go to a workshop right, right. if that's how you live your life and then your good kids point. will tend to live like that. So that's number one. Number two, what makes a good volunteer? It depends because people have different abilities and they have different interests. Um, you know, some people have one work at the help at the Salvation Army, someone else at the animal rescue, someone right. else at the ballet. What's important to you and that mission and heart, if you don't really care about it, you're probably not going to be an right. awesome volunteer. Um, so that matters. And then also the good thing or the thing you should do is ask the charity. So you say the Salvation Army is a great organization. I like what they're doing. 
call and say, what kind of help do you need? Here's what I'm able to do. And how could there be a good fit? Whether that's hours in the day, whether that's, um, I just this week had a group, uh, it's a, I don't know, a girl's softball team or something. Well, nothing that they can do on site will work. So we gave them, I said, here's our toiletry kit list that we need. You know, it's a couple dollar store kind of stuff. Why don't you have the girls collect that stuff, the moms, and then they can make up little bags. They can write on it. They can bring it out and then I'll give them a tour. Uh, because I also know when the kid nine-year-olds are coming out, so are their moms or yeah, dads, sure, and then sure. they can see what we're doing. It gives them something to do where they are, right. because those nine-year-olds probably aren't going to work in the warehouse right. unless they're <laughs> strapping nine-year-olds. Yeah, you know? right. um, but ask and say, here's what I could do. Some people call and say, you know, I'm retired, I can't do physical labor. Well, maybe they can stuff envelopes. But ask, you know, don't, not assume like, well, I'm willing to do anything, but only... On Saturday from 6 p.m. to 7 (laughs) p.m., you know, and that kind of thing. Right. And and then plug in as you can. Good. Good point. Um, So what is, do you have a, and I know you have a lot of them. Our listeners love our business vitamins. So it's Savvy Spirited Stories of Success. You at the Salvation Army have been a fabulous role model and example of success and leadership Hence, I signed up to to support and give non-renewable. You drank the Kool-Aid. I did. <laughs> you followed the leader. Non-renewable. Right? You followed and her. And that's the, gra- I'm sidestepping my own question. That's the gravitas uh, part of our message is some people, when they walk in the room, have the type of presence or the reputation that precedes them where you say, um, I want to go where they're going. If they're leading into battle, I want to go. Gravitas means they change the room. Yep. They that's walk great. in and exactly. they change the room. I love that. And I think that's, I couldn't be prouder of our board at the Salvation Army. I think a it is one. a board full of those types of individuals. Totally diverse backgrounds, race, ethnicity, uh, faith backgrounds or non-faith backgrounds. And it's all from here because yeah. you don't you don't get anything out of being on the Salvation Army board. You don't no. get tickets to football games. You don't no get alcohol, any kind of, no, no alcohol. No wine auctions. Yeah, no. where you <laughs> You have to love helping people. Right. So you, exactly. And you have to, um, you know, be willing to plug in and do, and do the work. So back to what's the business vitamin? <laughs> High gear piece of advice. Well, something back to my sales time and Dan, who was my mentor, who since passed away, that I think of all the time, he used to always say, you have to sell yourself first, your company second, or organization, your product third. Because if they don't like, respect, trust you, nothing else you say matters. So it first has to be that you earn the respect as a person because, you know, and then then you could talk about the organization you represent and then whatever you're selling. Uh, and, you know, whatever mission or what have you. And that's something that's always stuck to me. You have to be earn that respect as a person, yeah. and then you can go from there. And um, I try to teach that. I have two girls, 19 and 20. Love that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> love, love this age. And, um, you know, and tell them the same. They have to respect you. You have to be a person of your word, a person of integrity. You're not going to do everything right, right, but then you pick yourself up and uh, say, I'm sorry, or say thank you, and all those things, and move on. The huge part of that is... You have to respect yourself. Oh, exactly. My currency in that order is respect and trust. And I believe that can be a business relationship where they don't particularly want to ever be at my barbecue. 
Oh, I absolutely. I say that respect. If I say I respect you, it's the highest compliment I can exactly. give. Exactly. Me as I might well. not even like you, but That's I can it. respect you. I When I had my heart surgery, there was a guy who I kind of, we butted heads with sales. And I never thought that we liked each other at all. And he, when we were in the hospital with our daughter, because, you know, we'd stay at Hershey Med Center, right. my husband, he took his group over to our house on a Friday afternoon, his sales team, and they raked our lawn and everything. And I was shocked because I didn't think we liked each other at all. <laughs> and we kind of didn't. But he was like, we respected each other. And he did that to wow. help me. And that, you know, was kind of that a thing to think we had a relationship that was always like this because we competed and so forth. But he did that for me in my time of need because I have respect. And that was the highest compliment I could receive from someone. Okay. This is my spirit animal. She's officially, <laughs> I told she's you officially my spirit animal Uh-oh. because that's it. And that to me, Kathy is the most difficult part with women. Cause we yes. all want to be liked. I mean, I'm going to sit here and say, I wouldn't want to be liked, but I instantly know sort of whether they're, on that yes. or not, but it, that, that's not my currency and don't ever like me, but I think respect me absolutely, and, and, and trust me if, if, if you can get there without liking me. Right. And so again, I think acquired taste in, in all the right ways, uh, no one will care more than absolutely. I do, but we have to get to that commonality. And again, I think I, just from this show, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I know we have to wrap up, but there have been people that have reached out to me with things they're saying that same with you. I never really thought they liked me or that we had that. Right. And here they're saying, I never have forgotten you. Right. Here's why. And I'm, I'm flummoxed by that, really touched by that. And Absolutely. I'm really grateful for this show for a lot of reasons and for Anne. But I, I think that's one of the aspects where, you, you know, I just didn't know. And how nice it's been. So I think that's the heart of it. So she's your new BFF too? I think so, if she agrees, right? <laughs> do you get to... like little bracelets or something? Or like, do I get do I have to wear a little necklace like with a half a heart? Or... We haven't that... had anyone that we haven't wanted to bring back though. And I would, I would We're without Cassie question. back I, too. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> just, yeah. I was worried. I didn't want to be the first. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. I did get a complimentary bottle of water. <laughs> So for any listener, I would encourage them to find a great organization to serve alongside, find great people. If you don't find great people and you love the organization, bring the great people with you to serve and to fill those seats. Raise your hand for opportunity. Women, we need more voices at the table. Um, So it doesn't, don't wait for someone to knock on your door. And if you have time and treasure, God bless you. And we would love to have your uh, service and time and treasure. Go bust the door down. Can I say one thing? I don't work at a thrift store. So (laughs) don't call me about your low, you know. Lamp. Your lamp or your lawnmower or your box of old T-shirts. I know. You're very gracious receiving those calls that that you get. Yes, I'm very gracious. (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy Anderson-Martin. Thank you, Ann and Annie. Thank you. Grit and Gravitas. Uh, Could it get any better? It's going to. (laughs) Have a great high gear day. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. And have a high gear day. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.